When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. And this is the latest episode of the Keegan Odyssey. Um, let's just plow into it, shall we? Yeah. What happened we join next? it. We rejoin it, should I say? Um, Kevin Keegan has returned to St James's Park, oh. home of his arguably his greatest triumph, easily his greatest airborne triumph. When yeah. he departed in a helicopter after retiring as a player, he went back as manager, but it wasn't in good shape. They were in a relegation battle, um, and he says, "I left in 1984." And almost eight years on, I was sure I recognised some of the stains on the old communal bath. Kevin Keegan, oh, notorious sort of attention to data. Hang on a minute, I recognise these stains. Now, these stains were here in first. Let's take a close up look at the bath. Oh dear, dear. Oh no, that skid mark there. I remember Mickey Quinn leaving that there. <laughs> and that's blood. Some of that's blood. That's my blood. I left that there as a souvenir. And there's some with sweat, and there's some with tears, because that's what Double K always gives you. That's what I'm all. That's what I'm all about. So first thing, yeah, is a look at the bath. Uh, he says, in fact, when I looked at the scum floating on the surface, it's a bit oh. uh, harsh against his squad that he's inherited there. <laughs> it did cross my mind that it might even be the same bath water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> a little bit of comedy there. He's uh, his ghostwriter's obviously dropped that in. Double K. Double care. Have you got a gag what you put in here when I'm talking about the bath? Because, you know, it's a terrible, terrible scene. Got anything you can drop in? Well, well, Kev, you could say it's the same bath water as it was in 1984. I love it, Double K. Put it in. This is why I love working with you. <laughs> We're attuned to each other. We're on the same wavelength, <laughs> aren't we? Uh, the training pitches were in a horrendous state and the gym was covered in a layer of grime. Mm. How does a gym get grimy? I mean, I'm not, you know... I don't go to the gym a lot myself, but I've never seen a gym that's covered in grime. But, well, uh, there can be a thin, in a, in a horrible old gym that doesn't get clean, there can be like a bit of grub like there is in an arcade. Like, I was in the arcade at the weekend in the Isle of Wight, obviously. And yeah. uh, me and my son... Your second spent, home. We spent a good few hours in the arcade in Shanklin. Quite right. It was great. It was great. And, but... You didn't have come out with a, a lot of grub on you because all of those, it's everyone's hands, all those grubby yeah. little kids and their hands yeah. are all over it. We did a lot of the old, uh, you know, um, 
the pennies in the thing. That's, that's, thing. that's the worst because the grime from the pennies and the two pences or whatever, and your fingers just stink of coin. When you was come it out, you who told me about the system of just whacking loads of coins in all yeah. at once? Yeah, yeah I did, did they that. have that? Yeah, did it work? Yeah, yeah, there was a system. Uh, I did it. Some I saw someone that there was some... Do you ever see some like a... I mean, I'm going to sound like a snob now, but there was a family, mum, dad, and a little kid in the pushchair, and the mum and dad, they were pros, right? The kid was just right. crying in the pushchair, and they were like sort of basically saying, shut up. Pros on the are, coin drop. Mummy and daddy are doing their coin dropping, right? And they were fucking like the bloke was all gaunt with a baseball cap and a trackie, and the woman looked well. She didn't look happy, and they were just fucking hammering the fucking coins, but in using your system. And yeah. I looked at them. And my first thought was, "Uh, what common people, right?" Yeah. And then I thought, "You metropolitan elite." Yeah, exactly. Attitude. I thought, "Uh." Yeah. Huh. They probably voted Brexit if they voted at all. That is, <laughs> right. So those were my first thoughts, obviously. But then I thought, hang about, they seem to have a fucking system going here. <laughs> you play for tickets and you yeah. accumulate tickets, and then you exchange the tickets for prizes. That's what we do. That's what we the, do at my local as well. Yeah, the whole thing's a fucking rip off if you work out the economics of it. But it's so addictive, even though you well, know it's, it's you, a rip off. Of course, economically, it's a rip off. You're not fucking trying to make a killing on it. You're paying for the fun. Yeah, you know, you're right. You get something back, but you also get a big chunk of fun. So much fun when the tickets get chugged out, and then yeah. you go and feed the tickets into a machine, into the machine yeah. The ticket muncher. Yeah, the ticket muncher. And it swallows oh, them. I had a great system for feeding the ticket muncher as well. I was really satisfied with it. Make Good sure they all system. go in smoothly with no interruptions. Anyway, yeah. uh, I saw this common family... And they were chucking the coins in just in one big go. No finesse, no kind of tactics. And they, uh, yeah, you, they looked at me, you could see they're thinking, look at that fucking tourist, right? Yeah. Thinking there's a system London where you can cunt. drop a coin in. Fucking London cunt, right? And I thought, they're right, I am a London cunt. I'm trying, I'm trying to fucking attach some sort of strategy to something that does not require it. So yeah. I started following their technique. They spotted me doing it. And then I thought... Is this a thing a bit like when you're on a fruity and you accidentally win and some cunt comes up to you and goes, oi, those are my winnings? Yeah. And then I thought, no, fuck off. I'm fuck- I don't give a shit. I'm using their system. Let's see mm. what happens. Did you have and the I- Terminator with you? Uh, no, I didn't have the Terminator with me. It was just me and my son. Um, but anyway, the common people left me alone. They were just lost in their own world. And then mm. I did think, I'm thinking, that's a good system. I'm pretty sure Dawson uses this system as well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's that's, a Dawson system, yeah. Oh, oh, oh that's a Dawson system. He I wouldn't call it. it I, wouldn't, I wouldn't describe it as as the Dawson system because no. I'm sure other people have come across it as well. well but it's, it's like, a Dawson system, like these commoners. Like, yeah, but, well, unless they've heard me on a previous podcast talking about yeah. it. Unless they're fans, in which case, I'm sorry for being so mean about you. But I would say maybe this should be. A sort of a, a, you know, maybe you should take this as a sign that you do need to look at your life. I didn't think yeah. you were very responsible parents. Yeah. Your you, complexions, it, your complexions <laughs> suggested to me that you weren't eating your five a day. Yeah. Um, I could have given. Too much time indoors. I'm a vegetarian. I could have yeah. given you some great ideas for inexpensive, mm. um, protein and fibre rich dinners. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, d- I doubt there's any avocados in their diet, to be honest, looking at them. Or, or, or in the Isle of Wight, for that matter. 
No, and I just think that they, sh- you know, listen, if, if you're listening, guys, I'm sorry I called you common, but seriously, just shape up for this, if not for your own sake, for the sake of the child, because that child was crying. And this is um, this is a wake up call, basically, from someone who you respect call. and it's admire. It's an intervention by me from this podcast. Sam Delaney, um, a role model as a father <clears throat> and a mm. citizen, and, and a man. you know, and it's ironic that I was looking at you and I was taking advice from you because you did seem, you know, you've obviously got something about you using a good system on the penny machine. Right, the Dawson system. <laughs> you were using the Dawson system, so you're obviously not completely dumb. Right? I've learned something from you. Now, mm. take the opportunity to learn something from me. Let's leave what it there. What, what's happened is they've listened to too much Dawson on this podcast yeah. and not enough Delaney. Correct. And it's time to redress the balance a bit. Sometimes I'll just say, it, if, it's if, worth if flipping still, it around. If they're still just listening to Dawson, what I would say is, please, I urge you, listen to Delaney. Listen <laughs> to what he's just said. Forget about me. I endorse everything he's just said. It's a Dawson endorsement. It's a Dawson endorsement. That could become a regular thing on this podcast. The Dawson endorsement. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just use that slamming door noise from the the locked-in set. Yeah, uh, but the sound of it is actually a massive rubber stamp that is getting slammed Ah, onto your product or system. I'll find one of them. Yeah, the Dawson endorsement. Bang! We'll start endorsing stuff. It might even be a separate podcast without you in it. Who Dawson's knows? Dawson's great. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm just not sure how we got to that. Grime. Anyway, arcades Arcade can get grimy. Grime. Um, and so can gyms. Basically, anything where there's equipment being touched by many hands, grime's mm. always going to be an issue. Like London Underground, something like that. Yeah. Don't touch anything on that. London Underground. Yeah, disgusting. Fucking hell. Right, so, yeah, the gym was covered in a layer of grime. Uh, so, w- there we are. We're about um, we're about eight minutes in, and we've done three sentences. So, that's pretty standard. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> uh, the bins were overflowing with several days' worth of rubbish. The paint was peeling and mm, uh, adult content warning. The toilets were a no-go zone for everyone apart from the bravest individual, says oh. Kevin. Oh, these toilets! Oh, my God, they're a no-go zone. Oh. I've just come back from Marbella. You should see our toilets there. I've got two bidets in every bathroom. Sparkling, gleaming they are. Mine and Jean's toilets are absolutely sparkling. You can eat your dinner off them. And as for our sphincters, well, (laughs) once you've been been out there in Spain washing your arsehole, morning, noon and night, after every meal, to them it's normal. I don't know why you're cringing, Mickey Quinn, right? I'm what just is giving it? you all a, a chat Jean? here, right? It's normal Jean? to sit and jet wash your ink piece after every meal. That's the Spanish way, and they do it in all the continental countries. It's also with the weird ones. Gene, what does I always say about our sphincters? You can eat your dinner off them, Kev. Mm. That's right, Gene. <laughs> and, and one Valentine's, I did. <laughs> Never again, though. It was tapas. I felt dirty afterwards. <laughs> I couldn't look Jean in the eye for a fortnight. I, I ate those anchovies, didn't I? <laughs> uh, squad, squad, um, who among you is the bravest individual? <laughs> Mickey Quinn. Right, Mickey Quinn, you're the only one who can go in the toilets because I'm, I'm declaring it a no-go zone. All right, Gaffer. Don't worry no about that. 
I've shat in Scouse toilets. Proper fucking toilets, eh? None of these fucking mamby-pamby Spanish toilets you're on about with the arse washing machine or whatever it is. What do you call it? A bidet. Listen, right, if you want a clean ass in Merseyside, you go down to the Mersey, right, you pull your kicks down and you fucking have a splash about. <laughs> Uh, he says, uh, I, brought, I brought my own toilet with me, Scouse toilet from Liverpool, because we don't like sitting in other non-Scouse toilets, you know. Any Scouser, <laughs> you know, you know Paul McCartney, when he moved to London, he had Scouse toilets installed in all of his bathrooms, because we, we won't sh- shit in Cockney toilets. <laughs> oh, he says, uh, it was... Shocking to see how unloved the place had become. There were discarded plates on the side. I don't know if this is the side of the toilet or he's moved on to somewhere else. With stale bread crusts and bits of old food that had been left for goodness knows how long. It demonstrated a complete lack of pride. Goodness knows. Look at that hey, bread Terry cr- Mac, have a look at that. Goodness <laughs> knows how long that's been left there for. <laughs> he says the place had gone to ruin and I still remember Terry McDermott's verdict. Terry always had a nice way of summing up his thoughts. What a shithole, he said. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle didn't even have a washing machine. What a shithole. What a shithole. <laughs> shithole. Fuck me. I tell you what, I'm getting a couple of Scouse toilets fucking shipped up here quick, smart. And if you've got any sense, you do the same, double K. <laughs> Newcastle didn't even have a washing machine. I don't know if it's the city itself or just the club. And the uh, the players were being told to take their kit home to wash between games. It was the sort of thing you might have expected from a pub team rather than a professional football club. Right. And though it may not, might not have been visible from the stands, it made me wince with embarrassment when I saw what the players were wearing. Yeah, yeah. Are you watching Keegan down there? I think Keegan just winced. I think I've just seen Keegan wince. In the dugout? What's he wincing at? Yeah, didn't come back here. Didn't come back here after eight years in fucking Marbella with your fucking your fucking toilet that blows fucking jets of water up your ass. Didn't come back here and start wincing at, at what fucking sacred kit, right? Or you can fuck off back in your helicopter. You do, there's no wincing up here. There's no one fucking winced up here since the fucking Jarrah March. There was only one wincer. It was one of the wives. She wasn't sure she'd ever see her husband again. She'd done a little wince just as the fuck off. <laughs> that was the last one. 1927. Last fucking wince on Tyneside. Geordie's uh. <laughs> um, oh, hate winces. <laughs> Some of the more diligent members of my squad still managed to turn out in crisp black and white shirts. Others had put their washing machines to the wrong temperature and were representing Newcastle in dishwater grey. <laughs> Is he making this up? <laughs> what the fuck? Gaffer, I've done this on the wrong... What What have you done? What? what? <laughs> Come here. What temperature did you wash this on? Oh, can you remember, Gaffer? No, I think 90, because, you know, 90. hotter it is, better it gets the germs out. Better like. it washes it, doesn't it? Oh, that's what I thought. You silly bugger. It's not <laughs> just about the heat, right? This is delicate material. It's man-made fibre, ain't it, Gaffer? Yes, but the colours can still run, you know. Goodness gracious. 40, right, everyone gather round. From now on, 40 degrees. What sort of powder are you using? Oh, I don't know, the missus buys it. I don't know, I think it's Daz. Well, 
You've got to get something that's delicate on colours, for goodness sake. Be, try make sure you get non-bio as well, because the bio stuff can irritate your skin. I don't need... The last thing I need is all of you lot coming down with skin rashes on match day. <laughs> no, no, no. Terry Mack, come over here and tell them a little bit about how to do their laundry. <laughs> like we used to do in the Anfield days. Wow. Well, the, the thing about Liverpool laundry, right? Shanks used to say to us, right? Stick it on a fast wash. 40 degrees, right? Fast spin. Bring it out. And hang. No, don't put it in a fucking tumble dryer. They'll melt it. It's man made fibre, it'll melt. We used to hang it out. That was the Shankly way. And Bob Paisley was just the same. They were sticklers for it. They passed it on, didn't they? It was it was the boot room ethos. They passed it on. When Shankly left, he had all the washing instructions written out in an A4 <laughs> binder, in a, a ring binder. And he passed it on to Bob Paisley. And then when he went, he passed it on to Joe Fagan. And then he passed it on to Kenny Dalglish. And when Kenny Dalglish fucked off, soon as he fucking chucked it out the window. That's where uh, it all went to shit. There's going to be a few changes around here. And the first thing that's to go is this shite. <laughs> he threw it, right, this, out the window this... uh, uh, at the training ground, right? <laughs> and he told us, he looked us all in the eye and he said, I don't want any laundry being done. You don't wash your shirts all season. He said, because the... laundry's for puffs. He, he held the ring binder up and he said, lads, these instructions were written in 1973. <laughs> Washing machine technology has advanced considerably <laughs> since then. This <laughs> is defunct information. <laughs> and then he just fucking chucked it. <laughs> this club needs to move with the times. We can no longer live in the past. And that begins with laundry. Nowadays, you can get integrated washer and drying facilities in the one machine. That wasn't possible in 73 when Shankly came up with these instructions. It has to be rewritten. We've got to tear up the washing machine rulebook. Look at your shirts. What does it say on them? Um, candy, boss. Do you know what that is? Uh, is that like what the Americans call sweets? <laughs> no. Are we sponsored by sweets? They make washing machines. Can you not see the irony here? We are sponsored by a washing machine brand, and yet you cunts know nothing about how to operate them. <laughs> yeah, their jaws were all on the floor. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was an innovative thinker, even then. <laughs> I still see I was ahead of my time. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jalapeño. Uh, some would forget to wash their shirts at all and still r- run around with last week's grass stain still visible. Oh, I knew money no. was tight. <laughs> I knew money was tight, but there was no excuse of being in that state. Um, he said it was time to create an environment where the players felt valued and first things first that meant giving the players a good scrub it's one of the sentences in this book which you could just hear in the voice that we do yeah. Keegan <laughs> first things first that meant giving the place a good scrub <laughs> how Come can on, I everyone. tell my players this is the best club in the world when the bath is not clean and the toilets are dirty I wanted to know no one gives and then a fuck he, about that <clears throat> He, he did some kind of DIY SOS thing. <clears throat> the, work, the workman moved in on my first weekend, cleared out all the rubbish and set about renovating the place so when the players turned up on the following Monday, I could surprise them. Like one of those makeovers you get on television these days. <laughs> Have you seen them? Them shows, them makeups. I want one of them makeovers doing. Uh, it cost six grand and the players couldn't believe it when they saw the difference. The baths had been jetted down, the walls had been painted and the pervading smell was now of disinfectant rather than stale urine. The place was gleaming, and of all the things we did at Newcastle, the importance of that makeover cannot be underestimated. <laughs> that time we were 12 points clear at the top of the league, in the Premier League. It all came down to those toilets that I'd had cleaned on that first weekend. That was the foundation of everything we did. Happy toilet, happy team. <laughs> gleaming arsehole, gleaming silverware. <laughs> Toilets clean, sink scrubbed. That was just the start. Um, so he talks about when he arrived after he cleaned the bogs. Uh, I inherited a side that had won six of their previous 30 league fixtures and had the worst defence in the league, conceding almost two goals a game. Ozzy Ardiles, of course, was in charge. And oh, yeah. It, it, it got a bit disendat about the defensive eh, duties. Disendat. Disendat. Uh, we, we, we score more goals than the other team. We will score more and win and decent that his last game was a 5-2 defeat at Oxford and the previous league match against Charlton Athletic was a tragic comedy played inside a half empty St James's Park <clears throat> best fans in the world um, <clears throat> Newcastle had led 3-0 after 34 minutes and finally seemed to have turned a corner Charlton then proceeded to score four times including an 89th minute winner from Alan Pardew a future Newcastle manager. Fancy that. Pards. Uh, the team wasn't good enough. Terry and I were in our early 40s, but I'm not exaggerating when I say we were the standout players in the five sides. Well, yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. The, these like poor cunts are bottom of fucking second division. Yeah. So of course Terry McDermott. Them. Yeah. Of course Terry Keegan McDermott. and McDermott are going to be better than them. It's like you're Kevin Keegan and you're not 80 yet. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. I'm much better than all of you. You want to look at yourselves. Yeah, you were captain of it. You were European player of the year twice. I'm just some cunt fucking, I'm, a, I'm some fucking journeyman operating in the, the lower echelons of the fucking second division, mate. Fucking bully me. We had played at a level That'd our lads like had never experienced. like going some kids doing a podcast and us going, this is fucking yeah. shit. You're not yeah. nearly as good as us. Yeah, it wouldn't be, would it? No, no way. And if you are a kid listening to this and you have a podcast or you aspire to one, just know it will be shit in comparison to ours, so you needn't bother. Yeah. yeah. You might get a, you might get good eventually when you're our age. 
in like yeah. 40 years or whatever. But, you know, if you can be bothered to keep going that long. It's a, it's a long road. Uh, I would, if I were you, just give up on your dreams and go and get some work in a call centre. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. I mean, you know, they'll ask you what experience you've got. You'll see I did a podcast. They'll fucking laugh at you. Throw you they'll out of the street. They'll laugh in your face. Uh, they'll say, yeah. was it as good as Top Flight Time Machine? And you'll have to be honest and say, no, it wasn't. And uh, that's the standard, like really. Mm. I mean, you know, we've only done this for just over a year, but really, in our minds, we've kind of been preparing for this forever, haven't we? Well, I've been Leading talking for years, non-stop. like 43 years I've been talking yeah. pretty much non-stop. How many, how many words do you think you've said in that time? Tens of millions. I would have said a trillion, probably. Trillion words. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good lie to start going around <laughs> talking about yourself again. I hold a record for saying <laughs> the most words of any living human. Uh, how many How many words do you think I've said? I don't know, mate. Well, guess. I don't know, mate. Fucking guess. I don't 700, know. 700,000. Oh, fucking come on, mate. I've been, I learned to talk when I was about six months old. I'm 44 now. World record. Fucking hell. I'm a world record holder. Fucking 700,000 words. Even someone famously monosyllabic. Would have said more than that. Like, for instance, I don't know, what cunt doesn't say much? <laughs> I would have said Paul Scholes in the past, but he doesn't fucking shut up now. Yeah, he fucking can't keep his fucking mouth shut. He's, Scholes has done 900,000. All right, what about Kenny Dalgleish? He doesn't say much, does he? Yeah, well, what he says isn't really words, is it? He mumbles. Because he doesn't, sp- doesn't speak English. Kenny Dalgleish is at one end of the scale... And I'm at the other. I'll put you out of your right, misery, right, folks. Right. I've spoken a trillion words. Fucking a trillion no. words in my lifetime. And look it up in the Guinness Book of Records and you'll see me. So how, how did that get measured? None of your fucking business how it got measured. Oh, believe it me, there are ways is. of measuring how many yeah. words someone said. How? Well, it's the three Fs, isn't it? <laughs> it's uh, food, feces and farewells. <laughs> Pardon? What does that mean? Never mind, well, mate. <laughs> keep keep up. You're not ready for this. <laughs> back hey, to sleep, you, you go, sheeple. Yeah, you stick to watching the BBC News at ten. Yeah, listen to good old Hugh Edwards. <laughs> he's li- listen to whatever lies he's telling you about the amount of words I've said. Reaching out from your telly and patting you on the head like the little <laughs> baby that you are. The government, do you really think the government are ever going to tell you the truth about the amount of words that I've said? No, <laughs> unlikely, because they know that if word got out, it would be dangerous for them. <laughs> In the bath after one training session, I asked Terry, so we've been Terry and bathing together, um, I asked Terry what the team should be for our first game against Bristol City, who, of course, were sponsored by the Robin Redbreast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here they are, Robin Redbreast United. Well, who shall I pick against the Robin Redbreasts on Saturday, Terry? <laughs> and his response made me submerge my head under the water. Truthfully, he replied, first two names on the team sheet shall be yours and mine. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kev says, we had to resort to humour because that was often the only way to get through difficult moments You're in football. You're resorting to humour, Terry. I know what the scouts wait. That's what's all about. It's a legendary scout sense of humour. That's the scouts wait If you didn't want me to resort to humour, you shouldn't have fucking hired a scouter. We can't help ourselves. It's pathological. 
We're fucking hilarious. You're right, Cherry, you are. <laughs> you, guess, guess how many times I've made someone laugh in my own life. Go on, guess. I'll, tell, I'll give you a clue, though. I'll give you a clue. It's in the Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> oh, wow. Bloody hell. Uh, we must be talking way over a dozen, then. Fucking hell. I'll tell you, I'll give you a fucking bottom line. 700,000 doesn't even touch the fucking sides. <laughs> oh, well, spells. Well, it's you a are billion. Clapper. It's a billion, right? <laughs> you do make me chortle, I must admit. <laughs> With some of your wry observations. Um, like when you said the ground was a shithole. That was funny. <laughs> Here we, here we go, a bit more Terry McHugh were coming here. Things were so bad, we didn't even get a single call when it came to my first transfer deadline day. In March 1992, as a manager, that afternoon, Terry and I sat in my office working out which players we could move out to trim the squad of the Deadwood. Yet by three o'clock, it was starting to dawn on us that nobody wanted our cast-offs. Still two hours left, Terry pointed out <laughs> cheerfully as the clock ticked towards the 5pm deadline. But we were kidding ourselves, and the telephone didn't shrill into life until a few minutes after the deadline had passed. <laughs> Even then, I picked up the receiver with a surge of anticipation, desperately hoping the clock might be fast and it was possible to arrange something. Instead, I heard someone with a Scouse accent on the other end of the line. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> pretending to be a buyer. <laughs> Terry had popped out on the pretense of going to the lavatory and was rigging me from a phone down the corridor. <laughs> he started trying to haggle for one of my players. I told him the player wouldn't come cheap and recommended he came back with a serious offer. We went through the whole routine, bartering like a pair of lunatics, says oh, Kevin. Him trying so to knock off a few grand, me stubbornly holding out for the best fee possible. It lightened the mood. But the absence of serious calls that day didn't say a great deal about the Newcastle players. <laughs> well, Terry, that did lighten the mood. But in all seriousness, the absence of proper calls says a lot, speaks volumes about the quality of our playing squad. What are you all about, yeah. Cav? Yeah, it, it, it does, it does, Cav. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. <laughs> ring, 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 ring. Hello, Newcastle United Football Club. Kevin Keegan speaking. <laughs> How can I help? Players for sale. Oh, is that Newcastle? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I want to buy your sickest player. I'll give you fucking 100 grand for him. Which one do you mean? I don't know his name. I don't. Just give me the sickest one. <laughs> oh, well, it's hard to say. I mean, they're all a bit shit. Yeah, well, that's what I heard. That's why I'm not going to pay you fuck all. <laughs> oh, hang on a minute. Have I been out here? This is a this is like one of this is like a gotcha Oscar. Oh, I've been done up, haven't I? Like a, is that you, Terry Mac? Ah, can't fish me, you daft water. I've I haven't really gone for the slash. I've been I've been up the corridor under the pretense of having a slash. <laughs> you know, I thought something was up because you went at about two forty-five, and you don't often go that regular. It's normally about four and a half hours between your slashes, Terry McDermott. Ah, <laughs> uh, you, rum you rumbled me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Uh, then what, what happened? I, then what happened? Um, 
things things picked up. The results started to turn around a bit, but Sir John Hall had been playing politics since day one. Half the board were at each other's throats. Uh, he said, I'd come very close to walking out when it dawned on me he had reneged on his agreement to back me with signings. He explicitly told me when I took the job he would find £1 million for me to spend on the team. And <laughs> if necessary, <laughs> I will give you £1 million, Kevin. How much are you going to have to invest in the playing squad, Mr Hall? Um, pff, a, a million pounds. Oh, okay. Is that a lot? <laughs> that sounds about right to me. Where do I sign? <laughs> Have you got that million pounds yet, Mister Hall? Oh, I. Oh, um, yeah. I've just got to go up the building society at lunchtime. There's a lot of paperwork they make you do. <laughs> then he came back in the afternoon, empty-handed. Oh, yeah. The closer dinner time on a Wednesday. Sorry about that, Kevin. I'll. Uh, I've uh, I've got a dentist appointment tomorrow morning, so I can't go then. Um, I'll probably go maybe I don't know Sunday. I'll go Sunday and get oh, it for you. Oh, Kev, yeah, about that. Um, I got down there and they said they needed two different forms of ID. <laughs> right? It was for, I had my driving license, but they said that they needed a utility bill to prove my address, and I didn't have one on me. So I'm gonna have Do- to go back again tomorrow. They had the million, I could see it. It was behind the counter in some bags. It was in one of them big suitcases. You know, them big suitcases like on the game shows. And they opened it up and it's all the cash you could win. They had it. I seen it. And it was seen dead, it with my eyes. It, I'll be honest, it was dead frustrating. I got I got I hacked off, to it. be honest. I, I was yeah. saying to them, look, it's my money, just give it to me, like. But, the, you know, they're sticklers for the rules. I mean, it's fair enough, Kev. I mean, I could have been anyone. I understand, Mr. Hall. That's fine. <laughs> As long as I know it's coming. Oh, it's coming, all right. Oh, they've got a million quid. That's what I'm saying. I've seen it. I wouldn't lie to you, would I? I built the Metro Centre, mate. There's no way I, I can't get my hands on a million quid just like that, you know. To me, no that's, like, that's small change. He says, you can imagine how I felt when the first time I asked for funds to buy a player, I was refused. The player I wanted, Darren McDonough, was available from Luton for £90,000. If Sir John was going to bring down the shutters for a player costing only 90000 what would it be like when I asked the club to dig, dig deeper for someone else? I felt misled. I wasn't making unreasonable demands and it was always difficult for me to work with people who I felt were deceiving me. I saw it as a personal betrayal. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, it was really, wasn't it? Right. Um, I feel personally betrayed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there because in the next episode, quite a lengthy episode, when um, Kev and Terry Mack flee from Newcastle <laughs> <laughs> because they don't get the million quid. Come on, Terry, uh, it's time to flee. <laughs> flee? Can you drop me off with Liverpool? <laughs> I got some... Listen, mate. If we're quitting this, that's fine. But I've got to get back to that burger stall before that beef goes off. <laughs> I've still got half ton of fucking meat to sell. Before that horse beef goes off. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll... we'll to be we'll... honest, Kev, you stitched me right up here because I fucking dumped that meat moment you called because you said it was a long-time gig, like. You said it was a proper job. You said it had to be some kind of fucking government scheme. <laughs> fucking YTS. <laughs> so um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll pick that up in the next episode, where the, where the dynamic duo flee Geordie Land. Uh, that's it for this one. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Sorry, there wasn't that much about Kevin Keegan in it, but you know. Yeah, but who cares? Keep paying. Uh, keep <laughs> listening. Um, don't give up on the in dream. In that order. 
in that and order. And also, I've been told that by some data reports that I've had, ah. that the traffic on our uh, merch page on the website <sighs> only goes Fuck up significantly know. when we mention it on air. So if right. you would like a this and that t-shirt, a Top Flight Time Machine t-shirt, Stray Man hoodie, or cup of drink. Oh, my <laughs> son, we were playing out back in the football and I, you know, obviously we live commentra- commentate while we're both yeah. playing on, in the little goals. And he was trying to dribble around me and I was like, oh, look, he's dribbling. He's going this way and that. And he thought I'd said this and that. I didn't know my son was aware of this and that. Ooh. So then he gets the ball, he shoots, he scores. And do you know what he exclaims to celebrate? <laughs> he gets his, he clenches his fist in my face. He goes, cup of drink. <laughs> <laughs> he's seen the merch page. <laughs> It's great. It's great. Well, it just shows that obviously I've got a loud voice and I think he can hear me while he's trying to sleep. He's outside the door. Cup of drink. I like that. It's a celebration. Right. That's it for us. We'll be back um, tomorrow with some more Roy Kane stuff. Yeah. See you again. Bye. Love you. Bye. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.